What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. This is episode 59, Granger Smith Podcast. I'm in the back of my bus. Uh, that is something that's going to be rare here in 2020. I only have, including tonight, I'm in Fredericksburg, Texas. I have tonight, I have another show in Odessa next week, the day after Thanksgiving. And then I have a show in Corpus Christi somewhere around the first week of December, second week of December, something like that. And that's it. That's it for 2020. So, um, in a way, in a strange way, I'll probably celebrate at the end of the show in Corpus, um, the end of the craziest tour season of my musical life, uh, as far as just the unknown and, and, uh, so many countless cancellations and, and, rescheduled rescheduled reschedulings and uh, i mean we have played everything from drive-in movie theater side stages to uh outdoor venues with tables to uh chairs separated into groups to um minor league baseball stadiums separated into little pods on stilts I mean, we've seen it all, and I will be so happy to to close this year out of touring. Not to say that 2021 is going to be perfect. It's gonna it's gonna definitely, as we could all see, start off shaky. But I would imagine we're gonna end 2021 on such a better high note than we did this year. What's crazy is for me, we started this year in. I, th- I believe our first show, yeah, our first show was on the Luke Bryan Crash My Playa tour in Mexico, in Cancun, which was just so much fun. Big stage, on the beach, um, a bunch of people in the sand as the sun's going down. That's how we started the year. And then we went from there to Los Angeles and played the Staples Center with Kane Brown and... Some other people, I've already forgot who was on that show. Staples Center, sold out, um, my first time there. And then, <laughs> that's how the year started, and then we're going to end uh, like this, in total despair <laughs> in some way. Uh, there couldn't be a bigger contrast on in touring. I, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I'm kind of over it. I'm sure you guys are too. That's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm not here to talk about uh, the pandemic or the music business. I am t- here to talk about a couple things. One, social media and uncensored social media is what I want to talk about a little bit. Uh, a lot of people have been asking me questions over the last couple weeks why in the world are you going to Parler? Why are you setting up social media on Parler? That's a that's a right-wing conspiracy theory social media platform. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I'm going to answer some of y'all's questions right here on the podcast. Roll that intro. Dip cans and diesel, mud tire 
cars and smoke Long line of four by fours Up and down an old back road Crazy cold ones It's a redneck invasion Yeah, you're rocking with that Okay, first of all, crazy week coming up. You guys are hearing this on Monday. Where I'm sitting, it is Saturday in Fredericksburg, Texas, back of the bus. That means for you listening, if you're listening on in real time, and by the way, these podcasts come out every single Monday morning, bright and early. So, you know, the purpose of us putting it out early morning on Fridays, <laughs> my brain is lost. The, the purpose of us putting these out early mornings on Mondays is so that you could get a kickstart into the week so that maybe you're you're going into work, you're um, you're commuting, you're starting your day with your coffee and you need something to listen to. Maybe that's on a jog or maybe that's at the gym or like I said in the car, whatever. I want to jump start your week and get you on a podcast. So that is why we do this early Monday mornings. That's why we don't release it at like two o'clock or noon or whatever, we want to jumpstart your week with the Granger Smith podcast. This week is going to be crazy because of Thanksgiving on Thursday and then Black Friday on Friday, which is pretty much the busiest day we'll have at Yee Apparel because we'll be doing all kinds of crazy sales and and people will be going to get stuff from Yee Yee Apparel for Christmas. So we'll be in a mad rush like we are every year to take those orders and turn them around so that you could get your delivery before Christmas. And that is a little bit of an unknown factor this year with COVID and with the maybe the delays in the postal service. Not sure yet, so we're going to be going double time. We're also, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, we're also playing a show in Odessa, Texas on that Black Friday. And on top of all that, that's not even the biggest part of what Friday is. The biggest part of what Friday is, Black Friday, November 27th, is the completion of my new album, Country Things. So this will be Volume 2. Volume 1 came out in September, and Volume 2 is eight new songs, and this will complete the 16. So not only will you be able to get Volume 2 uh, in a digital format, where where that's Spotify or Amazon or Apple, YouTube, wherever you like to listen to music, you'll be able to hear those new eight songs. But what I think is cool is this will also complete the project into the physical copy. So you'll be able to actually get the physical CD, which I understand not that many people have CD players anymore. But I think in a lot of ways, some of you might, some of you might be like, no, that's how I listen. But I think in a lot of ways, this is a collector's item. That's how I would look at it. You get the physical CD. Uh, the ones we're selling on our website, grangersmith.com or yee.com are signed by me. So it's a collector's item, and you get to go through all the liner notes and all that kind of stuff. We're also selling vinyl. So if you're into vinyl, um, same thing. You get the big vinyl record in the case, and you could either... I know some of you will probably want to play that on your record player, 
And some of you may not even have a record player. You just want the vinyl because it looks cool and you could frame it and you could put it on the wall. This is a nice little collector's piece. But bottom line is, I'm so excited. <laughs> I haven't even mentioned the music through all this. But the most important thing to me is the music and that you guys connect to these songs, that you could relate to them, that they could move you, make you feel something in some way, some kind of emotion. That's what it's all about to me. And I believe that this... At least with the 16 songs total. And on the by the way, on the physical CD, it's 16 songs plus the That's Why I Love Dirt Roads, Lathan Warlick version, plus Holler. So there's 18 songs on the CD itself. And I think out of those 18 songs, one of those songs is going to make you feel something. It's going to, it's going to hit into your alley, I, I would imagine. I would hope. And that's always my goal is to be able to, as a songwriter, as a singer, as a producer, I want to make a song, a, collections, a collection of songs from based on my stories where I could tell it in a way that connects with you as well. So uh, big deal, really big day. This is my 10th studio album, Country Things, and it all comes together. It's all finished this Friday, November 27th. So you know that what that usually means is that night, wherever you are, whatever time zone you're in, um, it's going to come out. So I'm in central time zone, so it's going to come out at 11 p.m. central on Thursday night, Thanksgiving night. Digitally, you'll be able to hear all these songs. Um, and then through dis- the month of December, we'll be... I'll be promoting that. We'll be putting music videos out. There's two new, new, brand new Earl Dibble songs on this volume too. So we've already filmed one of the music videos, which I'm going to approve today from Paul. And then we're filming another one uh, with another YouTuber named Whistlin' Diesel. And we're going to be filming that coming up here. Um, actually, sun, this coming Sunday, we're rolling to Indiana on this bus to go film the music video for a song called Diesel, that's an Earl song, with a YouTuber named Whistlin' Diesel. So that's going to be a blast, even if we don't get anything cool out of that. I'm just, this is going to be an amazing experience for me. This, he's a cool YouTuber if you want to check it out. He's got all kinds of diesel trucks and um, soups them up and does crazy stuff out on his Indiana farm. So, so much stuff going on. You could You could always find me and Amber on Cameo if you want like a quick... Um, shout out like a I think we're doing a Christmas special on Cameo so that's that's if you want like a you want to send a get a quick gift to your friend or your family member of me saying Merry Christmas or Happy Birthday or Happy Anniversary or a shout out of any kind of video message then I literally do it right here on my phone so that's what that's what is cool about Cameo and then the last thing I'll say before I get to these questions is yeeynation.com, which is the new website that we started that's kind of an exclusive website to fans that want to have uh, an inside scoop, Um, previews of songs, um, me and Amber going live and and answering your questions, uh, exclusive content that no one else could find. That's at yeeynation.com, and you can get your first month free with that. I want to address this question that has come up overwhelmingly. Um, recently I joined this social media website called parlor. And when I joined, I went to the other socials like Facebook and Twitter. And I believe on my Insta story. And I said, Hey guys, I'm on parlor now. Come follow me at Granger Smith. And it, 
I got a lot of um, a lot of people that are like awesome, cool, and then and then there was a handful of people that were like, no, or goodbye, or see you later, or I won't be following you following you there. And so let me explain that a little bit because then I got some questions through the podcast email, which is grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. You could ask me anything at any time, and I have that pulled up on my phone right now, grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to ask me something, it could be about anything. And I got a handful of them, boom, that day that was like, I'm very confused. I've been a fan of you and your music, and I respect your 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 views and, and your your spiritual views and your faith-based views. But now I'm just so confused because you joined Parlor, and that is a terrible website. It harbors right-wing conspiracy theories. And there was this there was this little meme going around from Parlor that was like this this big big conspiracy of some guy on Parlor that was saying, "I want to let's get together and murder th- these Democrats or something." And it was, and it was ter- It was terrible to see that, to read that. But then I quickly looked on Parler, and that that account was obviously fake. Uh, it didn't exist. It was made up. So not to say that there aren't bad people on there, but the initial shock value of some of this stuff was fake, um, as is as in so many other things. And um, there's bad people on every platform of social media. Why did I join it? Uh, I got on there because I'm on every social media platform. The only ones I'm not on is I think it's called WeMe, and maybe there's a couple other smaller ones. And so I'm looking into that right now. But Parlor was at the time, and it might still be the number one downloaded app. So anytime something like that happens as a as a musician, as a public figure, um, I have to go. I have to go capture my domain at Granger Smith. At Yee Yee was already taken, you know. I, so we got at Granger Smith, at Earl Dibbles Jr., at Yee Yee Apparel. And we have to get that if we don't, someone else will. So someone else will go and get at Granger Smith and then start posting as me. So to answer your question in a very um, non-exciting way, the main reason I joined Parlor was to go and grab my domains and also, I know that some of my fans are leaving Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and going there exclusively. So I don't want to lose them. So I'm all I'm really doing is I'll, I'll go in and make a post on Twitter and then I'll go to the same exact post on Parler. What is nice and a little bit different about Parler is it's uncensored. So that's the, that's the thing that you guys are so worried about is that, oh my gosh, it's uncensored. There's going to be conspiracy theories about right-wing stuff. Well, what's nice for me is that I can go deer hunting and post a picture of me and the gun or... Um, which boom, I even say that word and it picks up some algorithm on YouTube, but I I could, I could show that I could show, um, harvesting a deer, which on a lot of other platforms you get flagged for, you get um, banned for. And Earl Dibbles Jr. is constantly having stuff taken down because he's posing with his 12 gauge or something like that. So, uh, it is nice that I can go to parlor and Earl Dibbles Jr. could have his 12 gauge or I could have a, 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 a deer 
or little things like that. But other than that, there's no, there's not going to be, I'm not going to be posting anything different than I would on uh, Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, or, I mean, I'm on TikTok, I'm on Snapchat guys. I'm on all of them and looking into whatever the the newest thing is. That's just what I've had to do. I was on MySpace when it was out. So that's just what I have to do. That's part of my job is to collect information. It's not to go and and have some little secret meeting on Parlor where I'm listening, I'm watching all the secret conspiracies and embedding myself in you know, that's not that. It's not that. So um yeah, if it if it offends some people, I understand that some people are probably still mad about Parlor because they think that um that's where people go to bash the people of their kind. Um, man, as simple as this, I'm not leaving your social media platform. So just don't follow me there, but know that I'm just going on there to post the same stuff. So it's just really not that big a deal. I want to get into some of these questions now. So like I said, grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to get in here and answer some of your questions. I have some queued up right here. This one is from Alex from Montana, and the question says, Hey, Granger, just wanted to say I love watching your family on YouTube and listening to your podcast. You guys are such an inspiration to me, and I'm so thankful for all and everything that you do. Thank you, Alex. says, I have a question for you. I heard somewhere the other day, I forget if it was in a video or a podcast, about being generous and having good things come back to you. Um when I have to turn down an opportunity, for example, at the DMV the other day, the worker asked if I would like to donate to a charity fund. It was a $10 donation, but unfortunately, I don't always have an extra $10 to spare. Um, when I have to turn down these opportunities, does that bring me bad fortune? I felt bad because I couldn't donate, so I made it up in another way later that day. And I was just curious what your thoughts are on that. Shout out to Alex. Thanks for the question. Shout out to Montana, one of my favorite places. Alex, I do have an answer for you, buddy. And me personally, I do not believe in fortune of any kind. I don't believe in um, I don't believe in luck or four leaf clovers or um, coincidences or fortune telling or um, card reading or tarot cards. I don't believe in any of that stuff around the word fortune. Because, And maybe you don't either, but you did word it saying, does that bring me bad fortune? Maybe you meant to say something else. I don't know how you could even not say it in that way if you, if you said karma. I don't believe in karma either. Um, I'm a Christian. I... I have faith in um, God as a sovereign God, meaning an all-powerful creator that is in control of everything. And and hey, if if you don't believe in God or a higher power or a creator, I understand that you don't. But what I don't understand is if you do believe there's a God or a creator. How could you not also believe that he is in control, complete control? So I don't, I don't think it's very hard for me to understand how you could think there would be 
an all-powerful being creator that just kind of lets us do our thing. And he is, he kind of jumps in when he wants to and, and avoids us in other times. Um, that's not what the Bible says at all. So if, if you read the Bible, um, it is very clear that he is all sovereign, all powerful, all controlling. Um, and that's a deeper conversation and another kind of question. And I don't mean to get good to go down that road and, and sound like a Bible beater, but uh, I do have biblically, I do want to talk about that, Alex, and say that, uh, for example, Proverbs 3 verses 9 and 10 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a biblical way of saying good fortune, right? Like you, you give to places that need and God will bless you with wealth. And, and it's not necessarily, this might be a misconception here, that's not necessarily money wealth or barns with grain and vats with wine. That is definitely possible. He's a, he's a God of, of every possibility um, in all miracles. But sometimes it could just be um, blessings of hope or peace or joy or contentment. Uh, which is ultimately more important than that money anyway. To get back to your question, though, no, I absolutely do not believe that if you're at the checkout line at a grocery store and they say, would you like to donate to St. Jude's Children's Hospital $1? And you say no, I don't believe that later on that day you have a dark cloud over you that then brings you some kind of weird bad luck and you're going to step off the curb and twist your ankle and your your ankle's going to break and you're going to go to the emergency room. I don't don't believe in that. I know some people do, but I would if you're asking me Alex dismiss that completely and say no, no. I I don't believe in bad karma or weird uh, fortunes, I believe that when I feel compelled by God to give, and that could be you're walking on the street and you, you see somebody and they're, they're on the ground and they're holding the sign. And sometimes you pass them and you go, ah, that guy's fake. Sometimes you pass them and go, man, something's tugging me to do something here. I might want to pull a dollar out of my wallet and hand it to this guy or girl. So that I believe that that is when God speaks to you and goes, I need you to help this person. In order to do that, you really need to free your mind. You really need to be open to, um, to listening to this kind of direction, which is it's not easy if you're clouded by all the problems of the world. Um, so uh, yeah, I believe listen to your heart and, and through your heart, that's where God speaks to you. Don't worry about bad luck. Don't worry about bad fortune. Um, give where you can. Um, and I do believe that the more you give, the more you'll be blessed in return if it's coming from the right place. If you're coming from a place of, man, I so I got so much money that I could give a little bit here and it's not doesn't even break the bank. That's different. I'm talking about giving where you can give, and you'll you'll eventually be judged on on how much you can give and how much uh, matters. And so I would, I would encourage to give generously. Thank you, Alex. I appreciate you, dude, very much.
I'm going to go to, I've kind of gotten these organized into light questions and heavy questions. I started doing that because we could get into too many heavy questions. So I'm going to jump into a, a light, my light category. Uh, this question is from Ben. He says, would you ever come to Traverse City, Michigan for a show? I'd love to come see you in concert. I love your music. It makes me have a good day. So thank you, buddy. Thank you, Ben. Absolutely. Traverse City is, is, um, is on our stop. We have stopped. We have played there before. I cannot remember the life of me. I can't remember the name of the venue, but we have played Traverse City and up that upper hand of Michigan. Absolutely love Michigan. Some of our favorite fans. Um, unfortunately, I know that the our our fans in Michigan are struggling right now, big time with this with the virus. Not only the virus, but with uh, the government restrictions that you guys are having. So. Michigan is one of the places we won't be able to go to for a while. And this question is from Caleb next. It says, Hey Granger, my name is Caleb. I'm 20. I live in Round Rock, Texas. Shout out to Round Rock. Uh, I've never been hunting before, but I've always wanted to go. Ever since my dad told me a story of his, his childhood hunting days, I'm looking at buying a rifle, but I'm not sure which is the best for all around game and or where I could hunt. was curious as to what kind of gun you would recommend. And yeah, great question. I would say, first of all, you don't need to break the bank on this, Caleb. Um, and you want to get something that is, you're from Round Rock. I'm assuming you're thinking mainly about white-tailed deer. So the reason I say that is because it'd be different if you're like, man, I'm trying to go up to the Northwest Territory of Canada and, and shoot a bear or a caribou or elk. Um, so your your options for whitetail you're going to get want something that's that's light and flat shooting caliber so uh you know you know a lot of people a good all-around gun that has that has power but it's still relatively light and um you could you can go anything from small game all the way up to shooting an elk Uh, i love the 270 for that so what what kind of brand that's really up to you i wouldn't i wouldn't think if you got something synthetic like a synthetic stock and you got you a a nice 270 you're not going to break the bank um get you a a decent scope on there i shoot as right now i shoot a seven millimeter 08 which i've just shot since i was a little kid i like seven millimeter 08 for a whitetail and I don't, I just, you can't go wrong with um, just a solid bolt action deer rifle. You can't go wrong. So go up to your, um, you're in Round Rock, go to Academy in Round Rock or go to the Academy in Georgetown and talk to those folks up there. They usually know what they're talking about. You could find something that doesn't break the bank and um, you could get so much from YouTube these days. So you could literally go out in the field and, and, uh, watch the whole process on YouTube on, on cleaning a deer and processing and, and how to do everything you could find. You could find your answers. My dad, who I learned to hunt from, uh, his father was not a hunter. My dad learned from a field and stream magazine and he found how to gut a deer and pulled, pulled that page out of a field and stream magazine cut it out, folded it up, put it in his pocket, 
and <laughs> took that in the field with him, shot his first deer, pulled that thing out of his pocket, unfolded that piece of paper, and followed those with his sat there with his knife and followed the instructions on the field and stream page, which is crazy to me that that's what he did. He was all by himself. So if my dad could do that, Caleb, you could do it too, buddy. And plus you'll have YouTube. It's a lot better than a folded up Field and Stream magazine article. I'm going to take a break. Grateful today that this podcast is sponsored by Headspace. And you guys have heard me talk a little bit about the need to unwind in this craziness that we live in today to be able to rest the brain. You always think about resting your legs. Like you walk too long and you're like, man, I got to sit down. I have to sit down and rest my legs. No one ever says that about the brain. Like I need to sit down and rest my brain. But isn't it like the most powerful muscle in your body is the brain? The, the thing, the organ that sucks the most energy from your entire being, from all your everything is your brain. It takes the most energy. And why would you not put that as a top priority to rest it? That's where Headspace comes in. And I love this. It's just a simple app to be able to go and and grab mindfulness. It's not a spiritual thing, by the way, too. Like meditation and mindfulness, don't confuse that with some weird Eastern uh, spiritual thing. It's not that. Mindfulness is slowing down your brain Stop thinking for a second and let it recharge. Let it think about the present moment. Like think about the next breath right here, right now for a moment and recharge. Now, the cool thing about Headspace is that you could jump in and do like a crazy hour long session. I don't think you're going to do that. I don't do that. Or you could jump in and do a 60-second session. You could jump in and do a three-minute session or a 10-minute session, just unwind. And they come in all different ways. You could also get in there and just have someone read you a story, like an old classic story, as you're falling asleep. You could listen to music. You could listen to um, like a, a soothing voice to get you to help you to fall asleep. The, these are all the things that you could do right here on Headspace. Um You deserve to feel happier. Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash Granger. That's headspace.com slash Granger for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. So Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. If if it's not for you, which I think it's for everybody, but you could you could use it for your kids. Like imagine using it as a parent to help um ease your kids stress level a little bit. That's the best deal that you could find right now is is on these these mindfulness apps. This is the best deal offered. Go to headspace.com/granger today. And I promise you, you're going to thank me for it. And during this craziness of 2020, you're going to feel a lot better and have more energy if you sit down and rest your brain. 
coming out of the break, I found a question here that's super heavy and I wanted to read it. Um, it's a, it's eye opening. And so brace yourselves a bit, but this question comes from Drew. It says, Hey, Granger, my name is Drew Cole. I'm from Winchester, Kentucky. I'm 14. I just wanted to say when I'm feeling depressed or I'm upset or I'm, I'm just happy. I just watch your channel in the Smiths. They help me a lot. I lived with my mom for the first 12 years of my life, and her husband would punch me, break my arms with a baseball bat, and he would break anything I would get. And I've always wanted a Yee Yee shirt and hat. And every time I save up my money and get it, he would steal it. I still never got one, and I keep asking for something from yee.com from Christmas for Christmas, but... No one ever has enough money. Anyways, thank you for you. Thank you because watching you and the Smiths inspired me to call the cops on my mom's husband so now I don't have to hurt all the time. Thank you, Granger. Dude, Drew, thank you for the email and your honesty. Um, it's really... It's really, it's really tough reading your words as a 14-year-old because no 14-year-old should ever have to deal with something like this, being in a situation where your, your arms are being broken with a baseball bat. You did the right thing by calling the cops, and I hope you didn't ask me about any of this. So I'm not. I hope I'm not speaking out of line, but I feel like because you're 14 and you still have um, you still have so far to go. I feel like uh, I'm needing to just address the fact that I think you're right. By calling the cops, you're right in everything you're thinking, and you're right by emailing, verbalizing what's going on, uh, getting out of the situation. I'm going to email you back, which I, I don't like to do on this. I don't like to email back because I don't want this to be a, any kind of correspondence for most questions, but this is different. So I'm going to email you back from this account, and I'm just telling you so that you know it's me. But I'm going to email you, Drew. And we'll talk, and I'm going to get you anything you need for from yee.com for Christmas. No questions asked. I'll see to it personally that I package it, autograph it, take care of you. And then I want to go even further than that and, and have you use this email uh, to get a hold of me. And we could talk anytime you, if you get into these kind of situations again, um, I need you to be able to reach out and just say, Hey, I'm, I'm in trouble. It may be, maybe your situation is completely taken care of because as you said at the end, anyways, thank you for, um, the Smiths because you inspired me to call the cops on my mom's husband. So now I don't have to hurt all the time, buddy. I, I um, I'm going to email you. I won't say this on the air, so I'm just going to, I'm going to take care of this. The, the best I can, but just know that, dude, you're you're right by what you're thinking. Stay strong, um, stay tough. This will be 
the years that give you your power in the future. When you get older, this, these stories, these moments, although crazy tough and something I can't relate to, I do know that these stories will make or break you. And they'll either break you by just saying, you don't want to do this anymore. Or they'll make you by saying, that's my power. That's where I learned how to fight through adversity, how to uh, be strong, to be courageous, to um, appreciate those that are kind to me, to um, be accepting and forgiving and loving and to, to, you'll be a man of integrity uh, true, to its truest extent if you can make it through this and let this be your power to grow. All right, I'm going to email you back, Drew. And then uh, um, I just want to say thank you, dude. Thank you. Next question is from Steve. It says, hey, Granger, my name is Steve from Pennsylvania. I love your music and your family. I would... Love to hear your input on the new concert restrictions they are trying to put in effect in Pennsylvania or maybe everywhere else, not sure. I hear they're going to make you show COVID test results on paper to buy tickets and to get into a venue. I can understand that being safe, uh, but I think this is going a little too far. I would love to hear your input. Thank you for giving us healing in your music and your videos. Thank you, Steve. Shout out to you and shout out to uh, my people in Pennsylvania. I love that state. Okay, here's what I think. And probably what you've seen, Steve, is the messages on social media about Ticketmaster, who is a third-party ticket distribution company. They are the mediator between a venue or promoter and the fans to in a, in a ticketing platform that allows people to go online and search for a concert. They find it on Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster then has the back end for their website and everything's set up perfect. Boom, buy the ticket. It filters back to the to the venue, the Ticketmaster team gets a cut for being the host of it, and then the the fan, the customer, could print out the ticket or use an online version and then go to the concert. It's a super easy system, and it's it just becomes the middleman between the music venue and the customer so that the music venue doesn't have to be in the ticketing business. They could just worry about putting on a concert, putting on a good show, putting, you know, facilitating fans and restrooms and concessions and drinks and lines and parking. They could deal with that and don't have to deal with the ticketing aspect. That's what Ticketmaster does. So, so although, um, Ticketmaster is not a necessity. They're just a nice luxury that most venues would like to pay someone to do it. Ticketmaster is one of them. And what I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to build up this story where I'm not demonizing Ticketmaster. I don't have any... Ticketmaster is not a company that's like going to help me further my career. <laughs> you know, so it's not, it's not like I need to build them up um, because it doesn't matter my relationship with Ticketmaster, my the only thing that matters for me is that people buy tickets to my shows. What I think that they're doing is, and what you're alluding to, Steve, is that Ticketmaster announced recently that they would be requiring um, vaccination proof before you purchase a ticket, which a lot of people just went into an uproar about this. 
And what they're trying to do is, in my opinion, I haven't talked to them, I don't know, but I'm just looking at it from a business standpoint and Ticketmaster is probably just dying right now as a company without live music or um, um, live entertainment or sports. They're probably just being crushed right now. So they're thinking, you know, in their little board meetings, big board meetings, they're thinking, what can we do to build the confidence back up into the ticket buyer so that they feel comfortable and confident to go to live events again in 2021? Oh, somebody's like, I got an idea. Let's make sure that when they have, they have the COVID vaccine, that you have to scan that in or put your COVID vaccine number or whatever they're going to do. And you have to do that as part of the purchasing process. And then they're like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And they're, what they probably didn't think, maybe they did, They maybe they underestimated the amount of people that were going to be like, that's private information. But my my health records is private information that I should not have to disclose to um, somebody I don't know for to verify me to go to some kind of entertainment. So I don't really care. I don't really lean either way to answer your question, Steve. Like I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say, Ticketmaster, you are wrong. You need to revoke that statement. I don't really care because I operate in my business through many third party ticketing systems, including mom and pop prints out the tickets, you know, at the in out of the printer. So, um, I mean, a lot of, a lot of concerts, like I'm thinking the one tonight, you could purchase online, but if you walk up to the door, you could probably just, you know, purchase at the will call and go right in. So there is not a Ticketmaster involved today and there's not Ticketmaster involved in a lot of shows. Just the, the big, the big time, huge, massive arena shows like Staples Center we played earlier this year. Here's my point. There's going to be a way. There's going to be a lot of ways around this. And how how would Ticketmaster enforce that? If you, how would Joe Bob buys ten tickets for his family online? How's he supposed to get everyone's vaccination records? And if they are requiring that, that's going to be really difficult to prove, and really tough on that company. When a lot of venues, when they see that happening and they see Joe Bob doesn't want to go anymore, they're going to go, well, we're not going to use Ticketmaster. <laughs> we're going to print the tickets ourselves. Point being, Steve, I don't think it's going to be a problem. I think I think you're going to be fine. Um, I think this whole proof of vaccination thing could be a bigger problem in itself through a lot of other ways. And I think if it is a problem in other ways, then live event ticketing is going to be the least of our concerns if it gets to be what some of the conspiracies have said on Parlor, Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. So that, that's my thought, Steve. Thanks for the question, man. Cannot wait to see you at a concert, probably without Ticketmaster. Here's a, here's a question that says, Hey, Granger, my name is Ansel Frost. I'm from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, which we just talked about. I saw you play at the Escanaba State Fair a couple years ago, and I've been following you and Gigi Nation long before and after that. 
you are an inspiration to me in everything you do, especially um, you as a dad. Thank you. I have a question about the truck giveaway. If you're not uh, of the age of 18 at the time of the giveaway, but the person you bring is over the age of or actually 21 and up, uh, could you still have a chance at winning the truck? Thank you so much. And it says, it ends with, never stop saying yee-yee. I like that, Ansel. Never stop saying yee-yee. Um, shout out to you, Ansel. Shout out to the UP of Michigan. Such a crazy place. Um, if y'all haven't, or if you haven't, probably, I'm assuming most people listening to this podcast have never been to the UP. It's a different world. It is a very different world up there. And she's referring to the truck giveaway. I'm giving away my personal truck that I've been driving for 10 years. I'm going to give it away. And the way you enter the contest is either $1 spent at yee.com enters you into the raffle. You buy one album that's 20 raffle tickets, or you can use the no purchase necessary at yee.com. You could find the info for that. You actually send a letter, um, and that letter becomes your entry to the contest. We are going to pick five winners on December 4th and fly everyone down to the Yee farm. You put your hand on the truck. The last person to take their hands off the truck wins the truck. That's the contest. So what you're referring to is um, if you're not the age of 18, you we're also going to fly a teammate in. So, yeah, absolutely. Ansel, don't even worry about it. If you've got someone that's 21, um, we could just register that contest through that person and I'm not sure exactly all the legal stuff, but yeah, it's not, it's really not going to be a big deal. Um, I hope that you win. I hope that you come all the way from the UP. Next question from Johnny B says, Christmas album? Question mark. It says, hey Granger, my name is John Bonnet. I just wanted to ask you a question. Have you ever considered putting out a Christmas album or just a few Christmas songs? I know every artist and their mama has a Christmas album, and it would seem like white noise out on the market, but would you be able to add um, a Christmas album to your collection? Also, what's your favorite Christmas song? Mine and my daughter's favorite is Silent Night. I hope you and your family have a wonderful and blessed Christmas this year. Thank you, Johnny. Doesn't say where you're from. Yeah. Well, thank you, Johnny, wherever you are. Appreciate your writing to the podcast. And I have thought about Christmas albums. And it's always just a matter of you need to record those, or at least you need to be on the ball by June to get everything rolling for a, a Christmas release. So I'm always like, yeah, I need to do it. And then June comes and I'm working on some other project and it gets pushed back. But I've always thought it'd be really cool for Earl to have a Christmas song or a Christmas collection of songs have like a redneck Christmas collection. I think that would be great. My favorite Christmas song is probably not what you expect, but I love Blue Christmas by Elvis. It's just you know, your unassuming Christmas song, but I always like really sad music that makes you feel good on the inside. And something about that song always makes me feel good. I also really like bluegrass acoustic Christmas classics with no singing. So that's what I would put on in the background. Amber doesn't. Amber likes the Rat Pack, old jazz, and um, super modern pop. Like, those are the two, the only two stations that would be playing in our, our house. Like, the, I say super modern, but she she would lean towards, like, the Mariah Carey 
uh, Christmas album, I think. And I like country acoustic bluegrass Christmas tunes. It's probably strange. That's just where I lean. Thank you, Johnny. Let me see what else we have here. This question says, Hey, Granger and Amber, I just wanted to take time to thank y'all for being so genuine and open about your loss. I lost a cousin when I was 11 years old. He was 13 and I'm 25 now. I'm listening to your podcast with Amber and Mallory asked the question, how do you not be afraid of loss? That's something that I've struggled with since my cousin died in 2007. Loss is horrible. Loss is hard, but it's something that we all go through. And I appreciate Amber's comment about how when you're living in constant fear, you're missing the moments in life uh, where you are right now. I'm newly married and we're starting a family. And I'm honestly tired of living in that constant fear that something's going to happen to my husband. I'm robbing myself of all the wonderful memories that we are making in this life together. Thank you for your encouraging words about living each day fully. God is in control. And what a sigh of relief to know that I don't have to be. Our God is a loving God. And I truly feel that the loss of your son has been a way God can touch those around you. Thank you for being an inspiration and letting God shine through your family and you. I'm so sorry for the pain your family's been through. I'm amazed uh, by the strength that God can give us to push forward. God bless you all. Amber. Uh, thank you for this question. It's it's such a good question, so important. The question of struggle and loss and perseverance and pain and suffering is um, something that will always plague humanity, always has, always will, and the search to cure that will, is just as prevalent as it is real in our lives. The, the crazy thing about your question, Amber, um, how you're saying, where's your actual question? Let's see. I'm living in constant fear. How, how do you not live in constant fear? And then you go on several times in this email, you go on to answer your own question in a really good way. And... You're saying you've struggled with the question, how do I not be afraid of loss? And then you'll go right back and say, but I'm robbing myself of all the wonderful memories we're making in this life together. So, you know, I can't, I can't answer the question better than you already phrased it in all of your different moments here in this, in this email, Amber. But I would say this. You don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. You don't know. And you're so right when you say you're robbing yourself of today when you're worried about tomorrow. So you could, you have a choice. All of us have a choice to live timid, to live scared, um, to live afraid. Or to live fully. And even if, the, if, even if that's a short life. Would you rather... I mean, you might lose your husband tomorrow. You might lose him tomorrow. Let's be honest. Everyone listening to this podcast knows that that's a possibility. Because there's one 
there's one statistic that is absolute in humanity, and that's death. Last I checked, that that statistic is 10 out of every 10 people will die. So me, you, your husband, and everyone listening to this podcast will die. It's just a matter of when and how. That's the only things we don't know is when and how. But we all know that we will. It's, it's, and what's crazy, it's actually easier to, to think that other people will die than it is thinking we will. Like, it's very weird thinking, Granger Smith, me, I have a exact day and time and second that's, that will happen. It's already written. It's already in stone of some sort, <laughs> not on this earth, but it is written the, the exact second that I will take my last breath, my last moment. It's already done. That is, that is, that is unavoidable and very, very strange. This, it could be today. It could be today. It could be in 40 years. So that's the choice we're given. How do we live knowing that fact? And how do we love knowing that fact? So if you could say, if you know that your husband's going to die, you hope that it's in 60 years, but it could be today. How does that affect your love? Because if you live scared and love scared for 40 or 50 or 60 years, that's a pathetic life. You know that. I know that. But what if you loved him like today was your last day? And then you wake up tomorrow and you got him again for another day. So you love him again like it's the last day. And then that becomes three days and then four days and then two weeks. And then that becomes two months. And that two months becomes a year. And one year becomes five years. And what if you go through these months and weeks and days and years loving like you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring? I think that's your answer. That's how you do it. Instead of being scared of loss, you love like loss is very possible. Like loss could happen at any time. Like, like every time he gets in the, in the truck to go to the grocery store, you hug him because he might not come home. If you lived your life, not in fear, not in a scared way, like, not like, Hey, come here, hug me real quick. I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to lose you. It's, it's more like, Hey, come here, give me a hug. And you squeeze him. I was telling Amber just yesterday when I saw her, I was leaving for this little tour and she hugged me and she squeezed me and I said, you better squeeze me. I might not come home. And it's, it's kind of a joke, sick, a sick joke, but it's true. And my uncle Johnny, who is always very aware of things like this, and he was with his wife one day and they were visiting her father. And as they were leaving, they got in the car and she's like, hurry, we got to get home. We got to get home. And he was like, Hey, go, go hug your dad one more time. She's like, Oh, we got to go. And we're late, Johnny. We're late. And he was like, go hug your dad. You just never know. You never know if you're going to see him again. And she said, Johnny, go. So he left. And shortly after that, he died, the father. And 
my uncle Johnny's wife never lived that down that she didn't listen to Johnny's advice to just hug him one more time. She never, never lived that down. And it's really difficult. You don't want to be in that situation, Amber. You don't want to be in that kind of situation. So, um, take that advice, hug him one more time, treat him like today's the last, but you hope it's going to be another 60 years. And I think you'll see a wonderful, fruitful life because of that. Good questions, guys. And if anyone else has any, email me. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to answer them. GrangerSmithPodcast at gmail.com. I'll break right here. See ya. Bye. Thanks for joining me on the Granger Smith Podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. You could help me out by rating this podcast on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to this channel. Hit that little like button and notifications bell so that you never miss any time I upload a video. If you have a question for me that you would like me to answer, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Yee-hee.